Well, welcome back to this week's episode of BC Buckets Podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Beach Patterson. And as always, here joined by head men's basketball coach, Mark Sfigera. Coach, we're going to get into it here, but two and all this last week, got to feel good. How's everything going? Yeah, I tell you what, we, we eked things out last week in, in every sense of it, both days, you know, but it, it uh, showed a lot of toughness. I was really proud of our guys to go on the road and win in the G-Pack is, is always difficult. But then when you come back from that and you, you go immediately to a non-conference game, sometimes you can be set up for a letdown, and I don't think that happened. There were certainly some things Saturday I wish we would have done better particularly in the second half, but uh, really proud of our guys for, you know, to, to get that done, to, to go two and zero on the week and continue to move forward. That was, that was a good week for us. Yeah. And we're going to talk about that here and then moving in only have one game to highlight this week with a Thanksgiving holiday. So let's dive into it here. Let's go last Wednesday. We were on the road. First G pack road game of the year went to Yankton, South Dakota played a really good Mount Marty team uh, who they are three and four, but uh, a team that plays really hard, younger team, uh, get after you at times. You look at that game, coach, we came away with a nice 80 to 76 win, really close throughout the whole game, tied at 36 at halftime and ended up pulling away by four in the second half. But you look at it, I mean, and I know it's not an individual performance, but holy smokes off the bench, Matt Stillwell coming up with 26 huge points to kind of carry the load there. But all in all, really great performance and bounce back from the guys on the road here Wednesday. Yeah, it's like I said, you go on the road, they had a nice crowd. We dug ourselves a hole in each half. We were down 8-0 to start the game, battled back to have it tied at half. In fact, we had a six-point lead before the half and kind of let that dwindle away, unfortunately. But came out in the second half, and five minutes in, we're down 12. And we had to really battle back and scratch and claw and win some tough possessions sides of the ball. Ultimately, we got just a few big time stops, made just a just enough big time plays offensively. Hit a couple big shots. You know, you mentioned Stillwell, and he he was really good for us. Obviously, he went ten for thirteen for for twenty six points. But down the stretch, you know, Connor Groves had a couple really big shots, tough shots, and again to have multiple guys that are able to to step up and and carry the scoring load for us. That's a luxury for us. And so we were in some ways lucky to get out of there with a win, you know, digging ourselves in the holes that we did. But I do think it shows a lot of toughness. I think it shows resiliency. I think it shows togetherness. So we were happy to get out of there. And yeah, coach, you look at it, a Mount Marty team who's super young uh, after Wednesday fell to three and four and oh and two in the G pack, but really young team, uh, scrappy, that'll get after you. They were led by a true freshman in Ta- uh, Tash Lundy, finished with 33 points. So, I mean, when you got a young team like that on the road, uh, someone that's not experienced, what does it kind of say to, to coach against maybe a young team who's not experienced and kind of running off that pure adrenaline at a, at a home game going? All right, defending GPAC champs, we, we got them on the ropes. Let's see what we can do. Yeah, it's interesting because you know one day is a good player, obviously, and they are they they do have some experience. They're two starting guards, and Arlton Stearns are are seniors, and George Ray, their big guy, is a third year guy in their program. So they they have some experience, but they're throwing in a lot of new guys as well, and so you can see they're getting better and and. 
they came ready to play. I thought they had a really good game plan, both ends of the floor, and they made us work for everything we, we got. And so you have to give a lot of credit to them you know, for what they're building. And like I said, fortunate to get out with a win, happy to get out with the win. You know, every time you get a win on the road in the G-Pack, that's, that's a heck of a day. Without a doubt, and it's nice to, to get that win on the road and the first road game of the year. Came away with an 80-76 to 76 win, and then uh, we were very fortunate last week on the podcast to be joined by uh, Coach Moody from Benedictine and a, and a non-conference team that we played on Saturday in the Flanagan Center. We talked to him last week, and we already knew right away, great coach, uh, great guy, and he was going to bring in a really competitive and good team. And, hey, we, we got the best shot from Benedictine that I thought, uh, a game that we – we're fortunate to win in overtime, uh, really controlled everything in the first half. Maybe didn't come out in the second half the way we wanted to, but at the end of the day, came away with a really nice 74-67 win, uh, once again, uh, by a really well-coached team. Yeah, that first half, I, I really did like the way we started the game. I thought our defensive intensity and just our focus and attention to detail of the game plan good we got I believe seven stops in our first eight defensive possessions and when we're playing like that that's a really good sign for us and it shows what we are capable of and then offensively the three ball was going for us a little bit Kyle Borhave did some good things inside I just thought the offense was flowing smoothly and it built us a nice lead as we went into halftime and then coming out of half you know, it continues to be a little Achilles heel for us, unfortunately. And it's something we're, we're, we're continuing to work through is that we're not coming out to start the second half very well. And it, it's been a little bit of a trend. We need to get better there. We've adjusted, tweaked, reformed some of our practice to try to simulate that a little bit. But at the same time, you have to give a lot of credit to, to Benedictine. They, they played really well in the second half. They had a couple of really nice adjustments adjustments that put us on our heels a little bit defensively and they were able to get some easy buckets in the half now fortunately you know our guys did a good job of readjusting to the adjustment and then finding a way to get some big stops down the stretch but on the other side of the ball shots weren't falling we had some great looks we made our first three of the half and we went 0 for 16 from three after that in in the second half and overtime and a lot of those were really good shots we just missed. Um, but you get down the stretch, we were down three with two to go in a game where, you know, we could have been deflated and, and folded there and just lost the game. But, again, we had to get some big-time stops. Quincy took a charge. Connor Groves had a couple big rebounds down the stretch. And then, as always, when, when games go down to the wire, things get magnified late. And, you know, Matt made two huge free throws obviously. But beyond that, there were some big time plays made ahead of that too. And then coming out in overtime, we, we ended up kind of controlling the last four minutes of overtime for sure. The first minute was kind of a, a cluster both ways. We'll miss free throws and turnover, but down the stretch, we made our free throws, got a couple tough stops. We're fortunate to get out with the win. And like I said last week, I mean, it's a program that I have the utmost respect for. It's a coach that I have the utmost for. I heard that at least they said on the on the live stream it was the first time Briarcliff ever beat Benedictine. So we got that going for us too. 
yeah, it's always a nice thing uh, to now win I do and be think able to say that. It was only the fourth. I think it was. I think it was the fourth meeting all time. So it wasn't. It wasn't like we were zero for twenty or something. Yeah. Hey, no, it might be the fourth time, but still counts. And I know you're a huge uh, analytical guy, points per possession. And you look at it defensively, that first minute of overtime. Yeah, a few things here and there, but in that five minutes overtime, only giving up six points, it had to be really happy defensively of after regulation, regrouping the guys at huddle saying, all right, hey, let's let's go. We got another chance here. And just overall, six points in five minutes of play on the defensive end. I had to be really, really happy with the guys on how they answered the call and bounced back. Yeah, I, I was pleased defensively all day. I mean, we had a couple bad breakdowns here or there. Like I said, they, they adjusted a couple things, put us on our heels for a few possessions, and the guys were able to adjust to that and, and figure it out. But from an analytics standpoint, I mean, we allowed 0.89 points per possession. You know, we stopped them three times in a row, seven times. We call that a kill in our program. We got seven kills, four, three in a row, one time. And so there was a lot of good that came from that. You know, on the other side, we didn't rebound as well as we could have. We did. We were over a little bit. And that, that has been a staple of our defense to this point is we have a lot to grow. There's things we can continue to get better at. But when we're playing active and aggressive and we can force turnovers, that generally leads to some easy points for us, but it makes the defense un- – or excuse me, it makes the offense un- – ultimately, that's what we want to do. And at the end of the day, like we said, uh, against a really good non-conference opponent, coming away with a nice 74-67 win to cap a really good 2-0 week here, Coach. And as stated earlier, we're rolling in, in a one game only here this week because of the Thanksgiving holiday. But what a one game it is <laughs> at home against – a really good and experienced Dort defender team. And it doesn't matter what it is. And coach, I don't know the specific numbers, but in the last four or five years, um, even when coach Van Haften took over uh, as head coach, it seems like it's always down to the wire with Dort every single time. And nothing seems to speak otherwise for what we're going to see here Tuesday night, but you've got a really experienced team with guys. It seems like, holy smokes, they're still there. I mean, you got Kay Bleeker, Jacob Viss, uh, Bryce Kopic, uh, Rankin, and then you got a really good freshman from Okoboji uh, who's been playing really well in Lorenzen uh, for those starting five for Dort, and they got a couple of good players coming off the bench, but holy smokes, you got a really hungry and aggressive Dort team coming to the Flanagan here Tuesday night. Yeah, they got a lot of weapons. There's no doubt about that. And, you know, offensively, they, they've been really – really good so far this year and in, in Jacob this they have a guy who can do a lot of things around the basket he can play inside outside they have multiple shooters Lorenzen Bleeker Kopic a couple guys off the bench Luke Rankin's heck of a point for him really runs the show for him and you know they bring a guy in Jackson Lauscher off the bench tough as nails makes all the tough plays for them they're uh, they're a load to deal with they're a nightmare to to prepare for from a defensive standpoint but you said it, Bobby, you go back five, six years now, and it's something Coach Van Hatt and I have, have talked about and joked about many times. The entertainment value of Briarcliff Dort games has been incredibly high. And look no further than last year. We played a one session game in the Flanagan Center. They beat us by one. We had a we had a shot at the buzzer to win. Fast forward a couple of months, we're playing the DeWitt. And Briarcliff, the road team, has a two-point lead with a couple seconds left, and, and we turned them over. We literally played this twice last year. 
and the road team ended up winning on a one possession stop. And I remember with four seconds left in the game, he and I caught eyes with each other. He just kind of looked at me and said, you got to be kidding me again. (laughs) And it's just, that's how, how our games have been. And we can go back to when you were a student coach for us. I mean, we played the last game of our regular season up there. We were down big, came back and won. They came in and beat us in the conference tournament. The next year, we had two close games with them. The next year, we had two close games with them. Last year, we had two incredibly close games with them. And so our teams know each other really well. We're both very veteran, both a lot of guys who have played against each other a lot of different times. So there's not going to be a whole lot of surprises, I don't think. It comes down to who's going to execute, who's going to make those tough plays, who's getting the loose balls, who's going to take a big charge, who's going to make the other team – you know, work harder to, to score in their offense. And it, it should be a heck of a game. It's going to be fun. We're so fortunate that within 50 minutes of our campus, we have, we have three rival schools. And all of us have good tradition. All of us have good fan bases that travel for games. And so it's going to be a fun environment in the Flanagan Center. We're starting uh, Thanksgiving break, so our student section might be a little depleted because of that. But it should be fun. And you know, we have these all after this, so there, there's nothing to leave out there. We're going to give it everything we got, do whatever it takes, and try to find a way to win. It should be fun. Yeah, and we talked about their their five main starters there, and I want to I want to highlight one guy who's actually a bench player for Dort and just kind of ask a, a defensive, I mean, a coaching standpoint. So you look at a guy like Jackson Lauscher who comes off the bench, and I haven't checked recently, but I know right before Saturday's game when they played Concordia, a guy who was shooting – uh, I think 80 or 81% from the field, just a, an incredible clip. And so how do you game plan for a guy coming off the bench who is shooting average a high 70s, low 80% from the field? How, how do you game plan against a guy coming off the bench who's just so efficient? Great question. I mean, that's why I said they're, they're a nightmare to deal with. And, you know, he, he actually dropped his field goal percentage. He went like five or six or six for seven or something really good and his field goal percentage dropped that's how efficient and he's one of those guys he's he's an older guy he's a veteran guy like i said he's tough as nails he knows who he is as a player he's gonna do what he's he's gonna shoot high efficiency shots and he's gonna make you work to guard him he's an aggressive offensive player so you have to you have to be ready to guard him at all times but from a game planning standpoint it's it's tough you know because they're always gonna have five legit scoring options on the floor in some way shape or form and you have Guys like this and Kopik, who are their leading scorers, you know, 18, 19 a game. But they have plenty of guys who can shoot threes, and that's always going to be a threat for you. So you have to pick your poison. You have to try to take away what you're trying to take away. And at the end of the day, it's going to come down to who who's get more tough stops in the second half. I, I really believe that. Who's going to make that big play, big charge, big rebound, whatever it is, that's what it's going to come down to because I'm – if I were a betting man, I would bet it's going to be a, a close game down to the wire like they usually are. Yeah, and with you just hope at the end of the day we can come away on the successful side in the Flanagan. And I know the two biggest keys out of the three or four every time we play Dort is winning the rebounding battle and that transition defense. So they're a team that wants to get the ball and they want to push and they want to push quick and they've got 
four guards basically on the floor at all times who can, but they got big men like this and Lauscher who can run the floor really well. So transition D and just getting the ball and the one and duns on defense is going to be huge too. So definitely looking forward to that. And that is going to be the only game this week. It's going to be doubleheader at the Flanagan center here Tuesday night, the women, uh, it should be two really good games, men and women. I know door women are bringing a good team in and our ladies have been playing really well so far to start the year. A women's game will tip off at six o'clock with a men to follow here at seven forty-five. So, perfect chance to get out and watch some great basketball. Coach, you alluded to it, having so much competition and so many good teams within an hour radius is incredible. So, want to highly encourage everyone get out to the Flanagan here Tuesday night to watch some great hoops. Women at six and the men here at seven forty-five. Hey, coach. Before we go into the shout-out section here, I do want to highlight. Uh, after this last Saturday against Benedictine, you were very fortunate to get your 100th uh, career win as head coach at Briarcliff. And I know uh, not a guy that wants to talk about accolades all the time, but congrats to you. That's That's got to be something that's that's special and near and dear to you. Well, I appreciate it, Bobby. And, you know, I've been fortunate to be able to coach some outstanding players. I've been fortunate to have outstanding assistant coaches on our staff and a lot of guys have made me look good and being the head coach of Briar Cliff is, is a, it's something I don't take lightly. The tradition here and all those things, you know, and to be the fifth school street to get to that point, I'm in pretty good company. When you talk Ray Nacky, Todd Berry, Nick Nelson, Mike Beard, all guys who won a hundred plus games at Briar Cliff. So, feel like I'm in good company, but it ultimately it's, it's a credit to our players and, and the coaching staffs we've had, but I do appreciate it. Yeah. You mentioned those names and yeah, not bad company at all. Not just for Briarcliff, but you look at the G pack in the last however many years, that's, that's still pretty good company altogether. So big time congrats to you. I mean, it's win number hundred, but a lot more here to go. So with that, we're going to roll into the shout out section here and coach will have you kick us off with your shout out from this last week. Yeah, I'm actually a week late. I should have shouted this out last week and probably still a little frustrated from the Concordia game at that point, but uh, shout out to former Briarcliff head coach, Todd Berry. Coach Berry has, has moved out of town in the last couple of years, but he made it up to our game against Concordia He's a huge supporter of, of the program. He's always been so supportive of me. He is one of the best human beings I know. And uh, he's a big reason why Briarcliff basketball is where it is right now. So shout out to Coach Barry. It's always an absolute pleasure to see him. Yeah, and I know my two years of student coach, I was fortunate to meet Coach Barry once. And yeah, great guy. So kudos to everything you said. And my, my shout-out, it's going to be a little overdue as well. I want to give a shout-out to a former alumni, uh, Jared Betts, who is entering another year of teaching and coaching down in Nebraska there. But Jared is going to be a father, so want to give a big shout-out. Him and his wife, Abby, are expecting. So big shout-out to Jared Betts. Um, very happy for him. Yeah, going to be a great dad. So I want to give a shout-out to, uh, to my man, Betts. Love it. Well, that's going to do it for this week's edition of BC Buckets Podcast with the Thanksgiving holiday here on Thursday. Just one game this week, but what a big game it is here at the Newman Flanagan Center on Tuesday night with the Dork Defenders coming to town. Always a great matchup. 
The women's game will tip off at 6. Men's game will tip off after at 7.45. Big test, the head coach got the one game this week. All eyes ahead and all eyes moving forward. Best of luck to you. Have a great Thanksgiving. Looking forward to talking to you next week here. Sounds great, Bobby.